Welcome to the Spark a Dream podcast, where we'll spark your interest in all things Disney, travel, and a little bit of everything in between. Listen as the stories come alive. Now, onto the show with your hosts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spark a Dream Podcast. I'll be your host, Bill Winter, joined by my co-host, Lauren. Howdy, howdy. And today we're going to do something a little different. Our previous four episodes were more of what's going on with the parks, our opinions and everything. Today we're actually going to start our first half of the episode talking about Disney news and Disneyland, Disney World. And our second half of the episode is going to actually be interviewing Lauren's sister, Shannon, she currently works at Walt Disney World, former Disney Landcast member, and she's actually in the interview process to become a Disney ambassador. Lauren, you want to tell us a little about what that means? Yeah, so the uh, the Disney ambassador program, it was something that started uh, back at the Disneyland Resort in uh, 1965, I believe it's the year. Uh, that's when Walt Disney selected the first ambassador, Julie Ream, uh, to serve as Disney's resort's uh, Disney Resort's Emissary of Goodwill. So they're the media representative and official host of the Disney parks. So they kind of provide the face of the resort and they represent the company at a lot of media events. They're frequently open uh, either a new show or attraction. I know a lot of them, I believe every park was represented when they opened Shanghai uh, a couple of years ago. And um, basically just to give you a little bit of background about it, uh, Disney ambassadors are purely hired in-house, so they're already existing cast members. Uh, it's a tremendous honor to be selected as one. Um, it's They usually serve about one-year terms, and it's a very extensive uh, interview and audition process. So um, I, I'm excited to talk to her about, about that and talk to her about uh, the other goings-on at Walt Disney World. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to that interview. got a bunch of questions I want to ask her. Do oh, you right. get free food? That's my first question. That's a very good Do question. Do you get free food? Yet again, we're talking about food. <laughs> Moving on right to my next subject, actually, in my first bit of news, talking about food. Uh, if anybody's ever been to Artist Point over at Disney's Wilderness Lodge Resort, they know it's a signature restaurant, two dining points, and it is going to be changing. It's going to become a storybook dining at Artist Point uh, with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It'll be a fantastic meal with Snow White, Dopey, and Grumpy. They'll have some music, some activities, and you'll even get to see the Evil Queen. Mm. It's a actually magic a pre- wishing apple. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a prefix menu. It has a starter, a choice of an individual plated entree, and a sweet spells to finish the meal. Mm. I like prefix menus at Disney. Makes it quicker because you know it's already half made in the back, so you don't sit there forever and wait for them to cook it. Oh, good point there. Touche. <laughs> um, I actually already looked up this restaurant. Um, Liz did too because we were talking about going in December. Still trying to figure that out, but um, there is nothing available. It looks like everybody's booked it up since the new- this news came out because it is supposed to open in winter. Now, we all don't know what Disney considers winter because technically the first day of winter is December 21st. So we don't know if it's yes. after that point or before that point, but we shall see. Uh, obviously, they got to do some changes to the restaurant menu, how they're doing things. So I don't know how long that will take. Uh, well, I hope they try to do it before the Christmas season. That's what I'm hoping uh, for. But uh, 
we shall see. My hope was that the reason I can't find a dining reservation is because they turned it off right now. Oh, so like no one can make them. That's what I'm hoping for. I could be wrong because Artist Point you can always find normally because as it, it was a nice restaurant. I've been there many, many years, but it's for a signature dining. It's kind of out there. It's in a different spot. Not like Wilderness Law or um, Whispering Cane, which is right in the lobby. It's actually hidden around the corner and everything. So I don't think it's as popular. Yeah. This will make it popular. Yeah. My first news story comes from the Walt Disney World Resort as uh, Walt Disney World workers have reached a tentative agreement with the parent company, the Walt Disney Co. In regards to the Union Body International Brotherhood of Teamsters, uh, their trade deal. So the union uh, said that they've reached a tentative deal with Disney uh, that will be voted on by union members next week and will go in effect until October 1st of 2022 if it is approved. Uh, so once ratified, Disney workers will receive a minimum $4.75 in wage increases over the lifetime of the contract, with everyone in the resort getting a minimum increase of $2.50 by March 6 of 2019. And so this is uh, one of the moves here because um, the whole goal of the contract uh, that the union was fighting for was to have a minimum wage, minimum starting wage uh, of $15 an hour and that will do this uh, that will do that by this contract by 2021 uh, this is also going to include uh, retroactive pay that thousand dollar bonus that Disney had announced a year ago um, so they get that thousand dollar bonus plus a 21 uh, or fifteen dollar minimum wage increase by 2021 Awesome news. If I were a cast member, I'd be very happy right now. Could have used that back in the day working there. Um, I feel like this is definitely going to make the cast there that works there now happy. I feel like it's going to bring in some new cast members, which is always a need. They always need more people. Um, and it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's tough whenever, like especially in Orlando, cost of living, as me and you know, costs a little more down there. So bringing this pay increase out will definitely help the people that working there now and the future people and probably going to make a lot more people go union definitely oh my gosh being a cp i <laughs> i think walmart took 55 percent of my checks every week 55 living on, living on top robin well because a little bit you had to you had to save you know for columbia harbor house fish and chips <laughs> yeah, i would have to say ramen noodles was my uh meal of choice voila chicken dinners from the frozen food section Frozen dinners were a big choice. Too. Yes. Also, I remember that. Um, Pop-Tarts were a very oh, big yeah. thing. Um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because it was cheap. and it la- The peanut butter and jelly lasts you a good bit of time just had to buy cheap bread. Yeah, I remember those days. Cast connection to buy tortillas and the big pack of cheese. Quesadillas all week. Quesadillas <laughs> all week. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it was. this is definitely going to be a very good thing for the cast members down there. I would... I would really have loved this when I worked down there. I could have done a lot more stuff than I was doing before. Because oh, yeah. Eat more Disney food. <laughs> <laughs> like how my money always goes towards food. And again, I'm going to talk about food. Lauren, have you ever been to Mickey's Backyard Barbecue? I have one time. Well, Back in 2010. It's going bye-bye. Uh, that's the latest thing that's been going around is their final performance will be on December 31st of this year as they move ahead with the resort for the DVC 
edition over there at Wilderness. So there's still going to be the hoop you there. There's still going to be Trails End, but they are going to be shutting down Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. But there is reports that at some point they will bring something similar back to the Backyard Barbecue experience. So okay. that Well, as long as it's not going away completely. Yeah, I mean... They're taking away a character thing and adding a character thing over at Wilderness Lodge with Snow White. So I understand what they're doing. They got to build that big resort area over there for DVC because they definitely need some more rooms. So hopefully they'll bring something back over there that will definitely make it better. Yeah, had they said Mickey's Backyard Barbecue and Trails In and Hoopy Doo are all going away, there would be riots. I would be crying right now if you would have told me that. <laughs> there would I just, be I riots in the streets. I, like I, I don't go there a ton, but. I like knowing it's there. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Definitely. I kind of want to go there. Maybe, maybe we can talk Liz into December. The <laughs> last time we went was Landon's first birthday, I think it was. Oh, wow. On his first birthday, and now he's five. So, been, it's been quite, many a, years. quite a while. <laughs> oh, I think we're due. I mean, plus, I can just tell her. I know she likes sangria, so all you can eat sang- or all you can drink sangria should do the trick. You know, she That's likes true. <laughs> She's not up on the food, but the sangria. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Food's pretty good, though. I agree. I concur. So I kind of have a, a little bit of a sad story also. Not really sad. It was more of a complicated story. So uh, the news has kind of been kicking around for the last couple of weeks with the firing of Peter Gunn um, that the cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy has kind of been... Uh, disgruntled, you could say, and we know how big the the Marvel movies have been as a franchise for Disney, and they're starting Phase Four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is starting with Guardians of the Galaxy Three. And so, after the firing of James Gunn, it's created this huge hole. And fans, we've been waiting to see what's going on with this. It's kind of been in limbo. Uh, Dave Bautista has kind of weighed in. Uh, his opinion on it, that he may not even want to be Drax anymore. Um, Dave Bautista is the character Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, universe. Uh, He said in a recent appearance on the the Jonathan Ross show that there's a bit of an issue. It's a bittersweet conversation. No, it's a bitter, bitter conversation because I'm not really happy with what they've done with James Gunn. Uh, They're putting the movie off. It's on hold. And definitely, to be honest with you, I don't know if I want to work with Disney. I've been very vocal about that, the way that I feel. I'm not afraid to admit the way that I feel. So, so there's, there's that. I think I said Peter Gunn earlier. It's actually James Gunn. <laughs> Peter Peter Gunn is in Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, but his brother's the director. James is the director who got removed. He's an actor in the movie. Peter is. And from what I read, a lot of the actors have been speaking up. My biggest question about it is what kind of power do they have if they already signed a contract to do it? Can they really back out? Yeah, I, I don't know. Especially because Avengers 4, Drax is in it. So, yeah. I don't... Uh, That's a very good question. See, what I heard I about know. this whole new Guardians of the Galaxy movie since it comes out right before the last Avengers, it obviously takes place before uh, the second part of Infinity War, whatever this new movie is going to be called. Originally, I think it was supposed to be called uh, Infinity War Part 2, but I guess they're just called one Infinity War. This new one's going to be something different from what I thought I heard. Could be wrong. Yeah. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, 
But yeah, so it's going to be very interesting because you've, you've heard a lot of actors in that movie speak up about this and their talks yep. of using his um, script still. Um, there's talks of possibly having him there some way, shape, or form, but not as director to try to maybe make a little piece. Uh, I don't think they're going to get him back as a full-fledged director. I think it's going to be very tough. Yeah, I mean, not to get into the politics of it, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't care if he came back or not. Just make the movie, the right? There. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Just make the movie. Make that movie. That's all we care about is they make that wonderful movie. Okay, on to the next thing. Food and Wine Festival has started. Uh, started on August 30th. Um, seeing a lot of pictures going around Facebook of the food, some of the merchandise. Uh, annual pass holders, actually, uh, last year, I think it was um, some sort of glass. This year, it's cutting board with the annual pass uh, symbol on it with a chef hat on it. So um, mm. there's been a lot of different stuff I've seen online that just makes me go, I'm missing out. I'm, I I'm know. missing out. I'm looking at all this food, and I'm just going, oh, my, I could be there. Do you remember a few years ago when they had those food and wine, the like long steins, the big steins? For food yes. and wine, they were like big glass. Well, I guess they were plastic, really. Mm-hmm. But you got to carry it around and get refills. Ugh. <sighs> Think of all that food and drinks. Ugh. <laughs> Especially like I saw the picture of the new tray. You, you've seen the trays over the years. They have a new, new year and a new logo, but it's like a little plastic tray everybody gets when they're there. You can buy it. Mm-hmm. And it's for the food, so you can get a little food in there, and then it has a little drink holder because each stand has like yep. a small little sample of drink. It's not like you're getting a full-fledged huge beer, a.k.a. if you stopped at a bunch of stands there, big beers, you're going to be not walking out of there. Um, <laughs> so they give you like the sample sizes, and it actually can like sit on the tray and everything, walk around nice and enjoy it. And I'm seeing people with those trays, putting different things on it, and I'm just... The more and more I think about it, the more and more hungry I am, the more and more I want to book a flight for now instead of waiting for December. Yes. <laughs> it just oh, yeah. looks amazing. After I win the Powerball, that's that's where I'm going. To move to Disney just to go to Food and Wine Festival? Yes. <laughs> Every day. I'm going to have my own booth. <laughs> Lawrence Tasting booth. <laughs> what what country is that? <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> Every episode, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, you bring up Wakanda a lot. You really want Wakanda at Epcot? I do. Well, that'll be a future episode, but I wonder if that'll be at Disney World or Disneyland. Oh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be there. Although, with a Bugs Land going away, there is a possibility of uh, more Marvel expansion at Disney's California Adventure. Very, very true. If that could be a future episode, we'll definitely have to get into. We could probably talk about that for a good hour right there <laughs> so and we have <laughs> and we have we love talking rumors and what we want all right lauren you want to take the next one? Oh yeah i have a really really big one actually you may be interested in this one so disney is looking for moms dads and others who have taken many trips to the disney parks to be a part of the 2019 moms panel uh, applications are now open, or will, will be open, from September 5th to the September 12th. Uh, the Moms panel is entering its 12th year and actually includes dads, grandparents, and others in the know family members who are familiar with the Disneyland, Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise Line, Disney Vacation Club, and more. Um, they have panelists that go from all over the world, and so um, if you have some experience 
you have uh, a lot of things to offer, I do encourage you to apply for the Disney Mops panel. It's kind of like, I don't know, I don't want to get into a big argument, but the Disney, could it be the Disney Parents panel? I was literally so. going to say, I thought when it was a Disney Mops panel, I mean, I've heard of the panel and everything. I knew that I heard something about them hiring, but I never thought it was more than just moms. Yeah, it includes dads, grandparents, and other in-the-know family members. Now, what does this job get you? Does it get you, like, free travel or anything? Uh, I do think that they have, like, um, like trainings that you that you do, uh, you go to. Um, if you're interested in the eligibility requirements and just some more information about it, um, the, there's a section of the Disney website dedicated to everything Mom's Panel. And as you can imagine, the website is Disney Parks Mom's Panel dot Disney dot Geo dot com. Hmm. So go on and apply. I learned something new today. I did not see that coming. I actually didn't I had no idea that it could be someone else in mom's. I literally just thought I'm like, yeah, scroll through I'm like, oh mom's panel, nothing I can do, obviously. So apply and get in and then you could be a hashtag Disney dad. Yeah, but actually, for real, it should be Disney parent or something. It should be Disney mom, Disney parks panel. How about that? Let's call it that. Come on, Disney, listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one more food thing to bring up. I keep bringing up the news about the food. Um, Chicken guy, his grand opening was two days ago at Disney Springs. Or you know a little bit about um, Chicken Guy at all? Mm-hmm. That is some chicken. <laughs> You're ready to try it out, aren't you? I am. I, I, okay. So I, I will take the word of my sister. Even though it's got like a whole bunch of likes on Yelp and everything else, Yelp kind of like, eh, I don't know those people. I know my sister has good taste and she loves chicken. Good. I mean, I was, what is it? It's pretty much like um, chicken strips on a stick and all kind of different dipping sauces, pretty much. Isn't that what I'm seeing online a lot? Yep, and everything on the menu is five, like five bucks a vendor. Okay, so good price, good taste, a lot of different choices for dips. Sounds like where I want to try next. Sign oh, me yeah. Up. And who's what's the name of that chef that actually um, famous chef guy, guy Fieri? Guy Fieri, and he was there for the grand opening. Saw some pictures going around online of him running around handing out chicken tenders on a stick and everything to people sitting at tables and everything. He was. They're having a good time. So, yeah, that's my bit of news there. I'm definitely, uh, I definitely want another thing. Put on my list. Got to try it. Well, guys, you already real rolling out. I love Triple D, so. Yeah, I watch it a lot, too. <laughs> Liz hates it because whenever he takes those mammoth dirty bites, like, just <laughs> over his face, it's, I don't mind it because that's what I would do, too, so. Hell, yeah. You can kind of tell stuff that he doesn't enjoy, though, because not everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in early episodes of him, he uh, started teaching the chef how to cook, and I said, like, oh, God, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> I got a couple more pieces of news that kind of has kind of trickled out here. So we've kind of known for a little while that Disney was going to be coming out with its own streaming site. Um, and so a little more news about it. Disney is going to be offering a new streaming site with uh, exclusive content. So the original movies and TV shows um, that will be a, a subscription service, just like Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime. So they're they're coming out with their own thing. 
that uh, produces original content. Uh, the streaming site doesn't have an official name yet, but fans can look forward to signing up for it fall of 2019. So it's, it's coming fall next year. Uh, the price will cost less than a Netflix subscription now because the site won't have as much original content to start out with. So um, it's going to have some series that are um, Disney, but owned by networks. So like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or uh, Fox's The Gifted, which is uh, Marvel, I believe. Um, Marvel show that's exclusive to Hulu is The Runaways. So that kind of stuff won't be on it. So there's that. But fall 2019, we'll be able to, to get uh, our own exclusive streaming Disney service. That would be pretty cool. I know I have Netflix right now. A lot of it's Disney that they watch. They watch the, the kids. Uh, they get more of the action out of it than I get to. I only watch live TV more than anything. But I think it's pretty neat that Disney is going that way and putting a good price tag on it. The fact, the fact that they're going to make it less than Netflix is going to hopefully bring a lot of people in. From what I understand, they're pulling a lot of their stuff off Netflix over the next <laughs> like six months or something like that. I just really wanted to have all the movies, personally. Um, because buying all the movies at $20 a pop, my goodness. But just like from Snow White to the current stuff, if I'm going to pay for a subscription service that's, you know, to stream all these things, I want to be able to watch every Disney movie. You know what I mean? I 100% agree with you. And that's what I think they're trying to do. I mean, I still buy all the Disney movies and it's going to be tough not, not wanting to do that. I mean, it, it's interesting now because you can pretty much go on Netflix and watch The Last Jedi on yeah. on there, which just came out not long ago on DVD. You can see a lot of this stuff that Coco's on there. All this stuff just has already hit there and it's crazy that they're uh i paid for those <laughs> yeah i know i buy it and then the next month it's on netflix <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like i guess i guess i mean it'd be nice because then i can just go on there whenever i want my bigger question is going to be is is this app going to be good where if you have the service and let's say let's say last jedi is on there and i'm going to go on a plane does it have that ability to be able to download it for a short time so you can watch it on a plane since you don't have internet but you got to pay for internet on the plane just to be able to watch it. That's going to be some of the stuff I'm going to have big questions on. So, I think in their way of Netflix right now that you can do offline stuff, you can pull it offline on offline. Mm, I don't know. I know you could do that with YouTube if you buy if you pay for their subscription service. I don't know about Netflix. I haven't tried it. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, that's one of the things I would love to see because just another good quality thing to have. All right. Now that I've actually brought the name Star Wars, that's going to be my ne next bit of news. Um, Disney World and Disneyland are getting Oga's Cantina. If anybody's seen um, A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie, everybody remembers that scene of Luke and... <laughs> Obi-Wan going into the canteen to find Han Solo to get him the flight out of there and where they all became friends and everything. And there's that the cantina there where they go for a drink and everything. Everybody's been hoping. I bet. I hope that music's in there. I'm a little nervous about if it is or if it isn't because obviously a lot of the stuff in the new area is a lot of newer movies, but 
we shall see it might have more of the music from what's that what's the last like? jedi or yeah. uh from like mas, 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 uh, mas yeah i wonder if it's got music from that um but yeah she'll be able to get alcoholic beverages over at hollywood studios and now with oga's cantina coming to disneyland you can now get alcoholic drinks in disneyland so that is the first of its kind so star wars is changing things up for disneyland that it is and uh, it's bittersweet. I don't know. You know, I, I'm a I'm a Disney conservative when it comes to I'm a, I'm a Waltist, if you will. I just can we just keep it the way? I mean, you know, it was like the one place. And I kind of understand where you're coming from. I mean, I remember when Be Our Guest opened. And that had wine at night and everything for dinners. Now, that park even before this is expanding to more alcoholic beverages at dinners and stuff. I know that Paris, obviously, they didn't have alcohol out in it first. And then they realized that everybody was leaving at lunchtime because over there, they're used to having wine with their lunch. So wine, they didn't eat yeah. at Disney because of that. So that's when they switched. It, it's weird with Disneyland because I, I look at that as the first and the best because it was Walt all along and everything in that park. So that one kind of hits a little more hard to me. But, you know, let's be honest. It hurts us now. It's not going to hurt us when we're there at that cantina. I mean, that's that's true. <laughs> and I just looked it up here. Uh, the musical entertainment is provided courtesy of RX-24. He's the former Star Speeder 3000 pilot droid you met in Star Tours. So he's actually oh. playing the music. Nice. So it's not even. It's kind of like Cosmic Ray, where they have an animatronic kind of playing the music. Super cool. So he'll be over in the corner playing that music. Um, it also says, "Lightspeed to Endor." It also says here, "Get ready to listen to some unique music, taste the best drinks in the galaxy, and surround yourself with colorful cast of characters. You never know what will happen at the cantina." So from reading that, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if. You see stormtroopers coming in. Wow. And I'm probably looking for Luke Skywalker. Maybe something like that. Or looking for a, something like that. I can see something like that. Uh, it'd be pretty cool like Darth Vader came through there. Uh, a Greedo. Uh, My friend doesn't like you. Chewbacca. I don't like you. <laughs> How neat would it be if you walk in there and Chewbacca's over there having a drink in the corner? That'd be cool. That Now I'm getting really excited. So that's... We all have some things we hope to see there, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, right here at the top too, it also says that, and you never know when a stormtrooper or a familiar face will show up. Nice. So it already I says like that, that kind of stuff. That's from Disney's official release, so you know stormtroopers and some other characters will be in there, so that'll be pretty cool. I'm I like it. Probably Moz. Maybe you'll see Moz behind the bar or something yelling at people. I like it. Uh, my last bit of news kind of piggybacks on that. So John Williams has served as composer for every episodic installment of the long-running Star Wars franchise, is rumored to write to be writing the score along with Michael Giacchino for Disneyland and Walt Disney World's Galaxy's Edge theme park expansion of uh, Star Wars. So the pair are expected to team up for new music to accompany the Star Wars theme land. The all-new rides and attractions will be uh, they'll be providing the music for, and uh, as long with the area music that uh, I guess we'll explore through the 14-acre uh, uh, expansion of Galaxy's Edge. 
Now, when does Galaxy Edge open in Disneyland? It is 2019. The way that it's looking, I hope it's before December, but I think it's... I thought yours was supposed to open before Hollywood Studios, and, and Hollywood Studios is fall of 2019. I thought yours was like summer or spring. Is it summer? I thought I thought it was supposed to be a couple of months ahead of Disney World. I don't know. Well, I thought it was fall. Either way, you know when our episodes get to next year, at some point, our background music is going to have to be the new score. Music loop from Galaxy. Oh, yeah. That might be like every episode from there on for a while. Oh, definitely. Uh, so I think it's um, summer. summer. Summer 2019. And I think I, there's yeah. a lot of carryover between your, um, Disneyland and Hollywood Studios, so we'll have an idea what Hollywood Studios going to kind of look like from Disneyland. Obviously, the, Disney or obviously Hollywood Studios is on a whole different scale, but right, you know, seeing some of the feels inside of it and the canteen and the, I think the rides and all that stuff, it's going to be yeah, going to make fall of uh, fall of um, 2019 at Hollywood Studios even more nuts than it's already probably going to be just because it's opening. I know that I think about stuff it. at Disneyland. Now that I think about it. We did have that conversation on the, whether or not we were going to renew our annual passes or wait till summer to do it. And um, I think we're going to renew them. We just had that talk today, too. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> we, ours are up in November, so we're sitting there going back and forth what we want to do. I think, yeah, I think you have to renew them. It, it's 50-50. <laughs> I don't know which way we're going to go, but. I, I, it's going to be an interesting talk. We're still got to figure it out. I want to get. We're, we're talking about going in December for a week and Hollywood or do the very merry Christmas party. And I want to see Toy Story Land. Yeah, that'd be definitely be cool. I love December. We watched uh, Once Upon a Time at Christmas Parade today on YouTube. <laughs> I do that kind of stuff and stream it to my TV in the family room. Yep. All right. So let's. Uh, if it's okay with you, Bill, let's move on to the interview. All the way from the Sunshine State is Shannon Smith Conrad. Shannon, welcome to the Hello. show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You are definitely you. welcome. Uh, fun yeah. fact about Shannon is not only is she a great Disney cast member, she is Aww. also my sister. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I got a great Disney cast member. Thanks, bro. Maybe a little bias. I mean, as you should be. Well, I think you're accurate. <laughs> uh, so, Shannon, we're gonna we're gonna interview you today about uh, some of the things that you're doing with the Walt Disney Company. A little bit about your uh, Disney past, and then what you're mm-hmm. looking for for the future. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's do that it. Sound all right? Yeah. All right. First question: What made you want to work for the Walt Disney Company? Honestly, I would have to say my brother did. So he did his college program back in 2009, and I had just graduated from high school. And I remember him going out here to Florida and, like, sending us pictures and voicemails about everything he was doing. And I was like, you know what? Like, when I get into college, I want to try this Disney college program. So I got the offer letter back in 2012, um, and I remember that I called my brother, and I was born. I got resort, transportation, and parking what in the world and he's just like well are you gonna take it <laughs> and honestly i did not want to accept that role because i didn't think that there was any pixie dust in the parking um realm of i guess you could say like disneyland 
But I was totally wrong, and Lauren told me, and to this day, I take it with me wherever I go, or whenever I'm applying to a new position or a new role, that I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. And he told me that it's like your college program is what you make of it. And literally, that parking um, transportation team was my favorite role so far. Um, and at the time, I was graduating and getting my degree in criminal justice. But I went back to school, changed my degree to communications, public relations, and after I graduated, proceeded my second college program. But this time, it was cross country, and I haven't been home since. Wow. wow. So, so right. parking. Parking. That's one, yes. one of those, those uh, jobs that come along and everyone kind of see, sees it just like has the same reaction that you did where they go, uh, I don't really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Would you really enjoy it? I did. And not only that, I, I have like some amazing calf muscles thanks to the Mickey and Friends parking structure. So, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is a bonus. I also have very uh, good uh, Pirates of the Caribbean muscles, calf muscles from yes, the, the backstage, all the steps. Mm-hmm. Steps in the backstage, the wheelchair oh. pushing around. Ooh. <laughs> It was a lot of fun, though. I'm really that. glad that I lost that 50 I pounds in my college program. Well, right, though? Yeah, well, because you're, you're eating, what, peanut butter jelly sandwiches, top ramen, like, working all the time. So, especially in Florida, when it's hot outside. We talked about it earlier this episode. Water weight. Ramen noodles was our thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, I um, appreciate my grandma because she taught me how to make it more go- gourmet top ramen. And she would add like shrimp and broccoli into it. And at Walmart, with a bag of shrimp is like five dollars. Stock of broccoli is like a dollar, and then boom, you have like some fancy pop ramen. Press your boyfriend and go for that. Pop roman. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> what did you do to gourmet pop tarts then? Um, well, I don't even know. Those are called toaster yeah. strudels. <laughs> <laughs> Those are too expensive at the time. Pop tarts. <laughs> yes, yeah. Especially on sale. Now, uh, yes. uh, my first question is kind of a, a kind of a, a, a playful question. So, uh, Shannon, what is your favorite attraction at either Disneyland or Dis- let's let's do one at Disneyland and one at Disney World? All right. So let's. I'll do my first home first, Disneyland. Um, right now, my favorite attraction would have to be the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride over at California Adventure. And when that um, attraction first debuted, I was kind of like taken back, how we discussed a little bit um, a little while ago about how like the outside of it really takes away from the show that I feel like they have going on at California Adventure. But the attraction itself is such an immersive experience when it comes to like being in the collector's area and seeing all the cool gadgets that he has. And then having Rocket take you to go see the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's a thrill ride, and I am all about it. Um, but here at Walt Disney World, my attraction is more of a show, and it is going to be the Country Bear Jamboree. Um, my, that was my mom's favorite attraction. I remember sitting there in the audience with her when we were younger. And at the time, I don't think I appreciated the jokes as much as I do now as an adult, because right now I laugh every single time, because I get everything. Every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> See, now I gotta go do the Country Bear Jamboree because I don't think I've done that. Yeah. I haven't done it in many years. So I've maybe I was a child, time. really. I don't I don't remember it. So I might have to do it just to maybe I'll get those jokes now. Maybe I won't actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I remember the talking um, buffalo head and the deer 
like talking on the wall, but I didn't remember the bears themselves. But going back like a few years ago, when I first came back to um, Disney World and like sitting through it all over again, I was like, wow, like I'm really surprised this attraction is still standing, but I'm really happy that it is as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how can you get over stuff that's like, uh, Mama don't whoop little Buford. Mama don't whoop little Buford. I think you'd him instead. I think we can tell you're definitely wow. brother and sister. Hey, they only have high class stuff on that show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree that you that you what you said with the Guardians of the Galaxy because I'm a little bit of a Disney snob, and because mm-hmm. of the outside of that attraction, I was like, I love, and I was just kind of like, I don't even want to go into it. So I, I didn't go into it for like a year in protest, and I'm kind of like sad that I missed out on going on it for a year because it is so mm-hmm. like exactly like you said, immersive. Uh, it's awesome, Bill. Yeah. If you get a chance. When you when you take us to Disneyland, you have to go on that ride. I definitely want to. I think when we went to Disneyland for that one day marathon of running around through every single ride we could in the one day we had there, uh, I think it was during the changeover. It was whenever it was under construction. Oh. I think it was like three weeks ago mm. or something like that. So we we didn't get to get on that. So definitely something I do want to do because I am a Guardians of the Galaxy fan. So from what you guys are telling You'll me, you love it. It looks awesome. Just I'm, looks awesome on the inside, not on the outside. Not, I'm not yeah. a big fan of the outside. I really don't know how that fits in the Guardians of the Galaxy theme, but you know, yeah. slap something on well, it. I don't even know what the collector's building looks like. Like I'm trying to go back into the movie right now in my head, and I don't. But I don't think that the building represents or resembles the collector's building, right? Or no, maybe that's just, no, yeah. Uh, at least not not to my know. memory. Isn't the collector's building more like a town, kind of like built up? It's yeah, nowhere. There's a, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. nowhere. Aw. Sorry, that just reminded me of Infinity One. I got sad for a second. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen Sorry. this movie? You have no clue what you're talking about. Nothing bad <laughs> Nothing bad happened. Sorry. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. My <laughs> next question is, after you did your um, job over at Disneyland. What made you want to switch over to Disney World? Oh, that's a really good question. So um, I decided to move and go to Disney World because I'm the baby of the family. My brother had the opportunity to move away for college over in Fresno, where I stayed home for school. Like I've been in middle school my whole entire life. So when it was time for me to graduate and I applied to the college program, I wanted to go and be far away enough from my family so I can become my own person, but not too far. I mean, cross-country is pretty far. Sorry, Grandma. But um, I think that moving cross-country, I was able to become my own person. And at the time, I believe that Walt Disney World has more opportunities for those who are seeking leadership because of our four parks and two water parks and all the resorts we have here, as opposed to Disneyland, where you have like two parks, three resorts, and the um, downtown Disney area there. So, but I, I regret nothing. I just had a blast here in Florida at Walt Disney World. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I enjoyed my time there. See, I've only worked at one, so I don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference, though. I feel like Disneyland is like, very more intimate when it comes 
to the guests that are there because you have a lot of more annual pass holders. So those are people who can go like whenever they want to, like they live in Hollywood or Brazil, where I'm from. Whereas here at Walt Disney World, you have a higher turnover because everyone's like a tourist. Like everyone in Central Florida is a transplant from somewhere. Um, so you have like higher guest turnover, like where they're here for a week or so with their families and they won't be coming back for maybe two years or so. Whereas Disneyland is kind of next weekend and can have that more, like form that connection with guests in the park. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. 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 Now, what, what <laughs> roles have you, have you had throughout your Disney career? Well, let's see. <laughs> I'm a wonderlust when it comes to my career, so... Hashtag no shame. Um, I've done resort transportation and parking at Disneyland. Then when I came over to Disney World, I started off over at Epcot doing attractions at Mission Space. Um, then I did a professional internship on the campus recruitment team as a coordinator. After that professional internship, I landed full-time on Global HR. And I moved up in that area. I was there for about two and a half or two years, two and a half years. Um, became an associate, and I had a great time being on the World HR team, but it wasn't my kind of pick that I was looking for. So I decided to go out for a temporary assignment on professional recruitment as a coordinator for six months. And then I landed a full-time um, role as a secretary over at Disney University as secretary. So my currently at. Yeah, I did traditions. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, you did a traditions yeah. facilitator. Now, of all yeah. those things, which one do you like the most? Which was the most, uh, the, the funnest one to do? I have to choose one. Uh, God, including traditions or because I was across you or no? Uh, okay, let's see. So is traditions going to be in there? We'll say traditions and something else. So one of my favorite roles would have to be the traditions assistant because that role is a once in a lifetime opportunity that you can do within your Disney career. And once your year is over, like that's it. But what's so amazing about traditions is the fact that you're welcoming new cast members. So you're basically like the first day of work is being them excited to go out there and do what our common goal is, which is we create happiness and we teach them all about the four keys, our common goal and how they can do it in their roles. Uh, that they are custodial, attraction, house, everyone can go out there and create happiness. And then my favorite role role that I have in status, oh, this is really hard. I did love my parking team, but I would have to say that my favorite role would have to be campus recruitment. Only because it was really cool seeing my college program come full circle from going through the own interview and the whole recruiting process as a candidate and then going behind the scenes and figuring out like what all it takes to get our candidates from their homes to the parks and resorts, staying at Vistaway, Chatham, um, Patterson, and Commons. So you, you did enjoy traditions, obviously, which I, I think I remember that the first, as a Disney cast member, the first thing, obviously, people don't know, traditions is the first orientation to working at Walt Disney World. Um, it's the first Ooh. class. It's where you get your name tag. It's where you get your park ID to be able to go into the parks, work and everything. It's where they talk all about the Disney way and how things are. And it's uh, I remember that class very well. So I, I always hear about people that have taught that class, how much they love it. So I, I think that's why Lauren uh, kind of made you have fixed something else, else in that because of it being everybody's favorite thing. Um, 
considering <laughs> I've taken it three times, I, I know. For yeah, I've, taken, I've taken it twice, and you beat me up. <laughs> and Liz, Liz took it twice. Yeah, so it's it's a good class. Nothing wrong with a little refresher sometimes, right, Lauren? Oh yeah, a little a little Disney history and heritage. Yeah, some trivia, high energy. Oh my gosh, thank goodness for coffee. Now, from what we know, you were doing some interviews recently for the Ambassador Program. Can you tell us a little bit about the Ambassador Program and about the interview process? Sure. So, um, the Global Ambassador Team is a team that was, well, first it was one person that Walt had to come aboard to help him spread the knowledge of Disneyland at the time in 1964. And then after that one year with that one ambassador, they were like, you know, we're, we can make this into a team. So when you think about the Walt Disney World ambassador, it's basically um, a team of people, who, and there's about maybe two to one ambassador per Disney park, and they're basically carrying out the heritage and legacy that Walt installed within the Walt company, and like you know, carrying out into today's world in 2018, 1920s, so on and so forth. So I had the opportunity to go and apply for the Walt Disney World. So I had the opportunity to make top 25. Out of the hundreds of cast members who applied here at Walt Disney World, so I was really proud of myself. But when you think about just the application process alone, it was nerve-wracking because you had to not only submit your application, you had to submit a video, a two-minute video, two writing prompts, um, a leadership evaluation, and your resume. And that was the first screening for the whole ambassador program to go on to become 2019, 2020. Um, then after that, they selected the top 25, which is when you actually go in to have an in-person interview, which I had last Tuesday. Oh my gosh, it's been like a week. Um, and that's when they ask you questions in regards to what's happening in the parks and resorts. Um, they ask you some company questions. I can't really go into that because I flipped with an oath to talk about it. But okay. they really dived into, yeah, the company aspect of um, the Walt Disney World Company, of course, and you know anything that's happening currently in our parks and resorts over the summer. And Safety, I thought I did a really great job. Efficiency. That's all I remember. Yes, the four keys. That's all you really need in life. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought I did a great job with that interview, but sadly, I did not make top um, eleven, and that's totally fine. Maybe I just wasn't what they were looking for for the next season, but I do plan on going back out for it for twenty one, twenty two. Well, I think it's incredible just making the top 25. I think so, too. Like, what? Mind-blowing. How many applicants are there to start? Oh, my gosh. My estimate would be 300-plus candidates applied to this role. So to be top 25, that's that's pretty darn good. That's really good. Right? Thank you. We look back at my record card, card and and the first day that Lauren called in, I was like, "Ah, I can never be it. I'm not going to. Was that day two or day one? (laughs) (laughs) It was day 100 on the island. (laughs) It was actually a night after after, uh, uh, industry night over at Buffalo Wild Wings where they have karaoke. Oh, no. At Crossroads. And uh, a little little too much libation. (laughs) We've all been there. Oh, yeah. So was it a lot more nerve wracking for the ambassador program, obviously, than doing your college program interview, wasn't it? Oh, yes, for sure. Because you're literally going to be the face of 
Walt Disney World and represent our 75,000 plus cast members that we have here in our parks and resorts. So we look at like just that alone is already nerve wracking because you're in media, you're going out to all the events in the community here in Central Florida, all the cast recognition events that they want you to go ahead and attend, which is my primary reason for going out for ambassador was for our cast members. Oh, now hmm. you guys just got a raise over there. How's the uh, kind of the morale among cast been with this raise? What are you hearing about that? Can you tell us That's a little lovely. bit. Lovely. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> no more ramen I that... noodles. <laughs> oh, it was a lovely raise and a happy surprise. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Any time that Disney cast members get, I don't say rewarded for what they do, but, but. Fair compensation, we'll say. Uh-huh. I, I, I do think Agreed. that uh, they, I do think that they make magic, and I, and you know, we should uh, kind of give them, pay them what they're worth. Like you say. Agreed. Exactly. I definitely agree with that, especially when you think about what's happening with the um, minimum wage, when people are fighting it for like fifteen dollars an hour, which is like almost what I make, and I'm like in a totally different realm of park and operations being backstage and office and technical. But like when you look at the bigger scope of what cast members make and our benefits, I feel like they weed each other out, especially with this new Disney Aspire that just kicked off where Disney is literally paying cast members their tuition to go back to school, to get their high school diploma, their BA, their AS, or their, is that an AS degree? Master's degree or to learn a new trade. They're literally paying 100% of their tuition to go back to school. Well, now, awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I owe like 28000 in student loans. So I would rather take that and have them pay for that than have that come out of my big account like every month, if that makes sense. Yep. And uh, I think yeah. it's a great so. program to also recruit for themselves. Um, exactly. My, my business I'm in right now, the car industry, we actually have that right now through Strayer University where they actually – you work for a Chrysler dealership, you can actually get free schooling, free books and everything. You can get anything from a, um, associates, masters, bachelor degree. So for Disney to get into that realm, especially with the fact that school is getting so expensive these days, people can't afford that. People mm-hmm. want to work. Um, mm-hmm. This is a good opportunity to grab those people that they probably couldn't get to work for them now. And now they can go there and go, hey, you can come work at Walt Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. make a living. At a good wage, uh-huh. at a good wage right now, and go to school for free, and not have to worry about after being done with school the debt that you're going to have and how you can't afford to work at Walt Disney World in the future because you have way too much debt. You need to go get this high priced job and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a good point. I'm a, yeah, I'm sold on just all that alone. Not only that, but I feel like at Disney they are more likely to hire within or promote within. So if you have someone who's currently in attractions and they're looking to go into a computer science and become an Imagineer and have them go to school for that. Like we're still keeping that cast member as our attractions cast member, but also training them to develop them to help us out in the future when it comes to our products and services as being an Imagineer for our guests to enjoy. I was just going to kind of segue and use that synergy to kind of segue into as a, when you worked in recruiting, what were some of the mm-hmm. some of the um, I don't know traits or or characteristics uh, of people that you would think make successful uh, Disney cast members? When it comes to recruiting, 
we're looking for those candidates who walk into the casting building or pick up that phone and they just have that like that little dose of pixie dust that you can feel like they're just pleasant to talk to easy to, to have a conversation with and basically we're looking for again someone who's going to carry out the legacy of disney so if you're able to think outside the box have great guest experience again depending on what role you're going for we're just looking for someone who's going to go above and beyond and whatever role they are given to go out there and create happiness right i agree i, I you know what i i will say that there are not every cast member I've had interactions with has been like the most, you know, <laughs> pixie dusted. <laughs> but for the most part, most of them. So, like in my last trip, um, we stayed at um, Summer Bay, Orlando. Um, so it's a, a resort right off of 192. First time staying off property for a Disney trip, and um, regret it. Yeah. Oh, yeah for a number of reasons, but um, just the difference in cast members versus the like customer services, customer service experiences we had um, oh. at like, um, not Uno's, but um, Giordano's on 192. Oh my goodness. I thought my wife was going <laughs> to reach through the phone and snap a, <laughs> snap a lady's neck. <laughs> he was extremely rude. Like it was a bother oh. to order a pizza from her at a pizza restaurant it's just kind of like it's unbelievable the kind of difference you have between overall with cast members at disney versus cast members outside of disney in the exact same area i hope you learned your lesson Uh yeah i did i did (laughs) i'll start i'll start this but uh yeah I, i will be staying on property it's a completely different feel when you stay on property versus off just the the atmosphere, obviously the quality of the rooms. Um, mm-hmm. Everything being right there is always a plus. Mm-hmm. Plus you also have yeah, property. You obviously had to drive there. Yeah. Park there. Walk yeah. through the mm-hmm. parking lot. So you're wasting like an hour of your day already. Yeah. How much money is it worth to save that? Uh, so she, so Shannon, as we uh, as we come to a close on the interview here, um, what do you see going forward in your future uh, with the Disney Company? You're wanting to stay there? Are we wanting to kind of move up into maybe a, a leadership role, or are we just kind of happy where we are right now? I'm definitely happy where I am right now. However, like I said earlier, I am a wanderlust when it comes to my career, and Disney is a perfect um, company for those who are just like me who I'm like 27 and still want to try everything so right now I'm very content being a secretary at DU but I do see leadership in my future and again going out for ambassador in that 2021-2022 season good well Shannon we really appreciate you coming on the show and and giving us all that great info Um, I think we're going to keep we're going to wrap it up for today Um, we'll start off again another episode next week but we do want to make sure everybody knows we do have an email address now where you can actually put your thoughts into any questions you have for us we'd really enjoy if you would do that lauren do you know that email address i think that the email address is mail at sparkadream.net that's where you can find us we look forward to hearing from you yeah please 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 send us your questions send us any Comment you have for us. Send us what you want to hear us talk about sometime. We will take any invo- in, any feedback we can get. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, my name is Tom. And if you did not, it is Shannon. And you can find Shannon <laughs> most days at Disney University. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it was another fun episode. Again, Shannon, thanks for joining us. Lauren, we'll see you real soon, right? We'll see you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Spark a Dream podcast. Please check out our website at sparkadream.net to hear other episodes and catch up on our blog. Please also check out our sponsor, small business travel agency Dreamers Do Travels, Inc., an authorized Disney vacation planner offering destinations around the globe. A team of travel professionals from all across the U.S. is ready to help you plan your travel adventures, concierge style, at no extra cost to you. Set out for a new tomorrow and we'll see you real soon.